Welcome everyone back to the lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, joined today by my co-host, Joshua Klein. Welcome to the show. I'm back, brothers. Welcome back to the lockup, everybody. Let's get this going. We have a lot of, we have some, some, a good topic today, don't we, Dylan? Absolutely. So before we get into this episode, real quickly, I just want to thank you guys again for all the support on this last episode with this new format. Um, I mean, it is the highest viewed. It is the highest engaged, highest uh, listened to on audio platforms. I mean, I am beyond happy considering how much work I put into the editing of it, that it is by, has went past my expectations quite a bit. Uh, so I'm very thankful to you guys. If you guys want to support us here on YouTube, just giving us a, a like, subscribing to the channel. Even if you don't have something to say about the conversations we have, put a little emoji down there. You know, it, it helps with engagement. We appreciate it. Um, starting, I didn't announce it in the episode last week, but we have officially started putting the video versions on Spotify as well. So if you're on the road and you you need to be able to listen to the podcast. You can listen to it. You can turn off your screen. It's not like YouTube where they make you pay like nine bucks to be able to turn your screen off and still be able to listen to a video. So uh, I appreciate you guys checking it out. And Josh, take it away. Today, we're going to go inside the Vincent Kennedy McMahon investigation that, that bombshell the wrestling world. But did it really? <laughs> give you all the. We're going to give you all the information, explain a lot of a lot of why this information isn't surprising, which, you know, it's Vince McMahon. And we think, and what we think about this investigation, and let's get going, brother. So let's take you back uh, about a month ago, about actually a month and a day ago from when we're filming this. On June 15th, Joe Palazzo and Ted Mann from the Wall Street Journal put out a article Basically, WWE board probes secret $3 million hush packed by CEO Vince McMahon. Um, this was something that, I mean, when it came out, it was huge. Uh, you know, we're still in this new period of this still being an ongoing investigation, ongoing situation. But uh, I mean, when this came out, I had people blowing up my phone being like, what does this mean? You know, what uh, can since I'm in with the wrestling kind of world as far as being fan being kind of in the the background of some things like people are like what does this mean is this a big deal you know what's going to happen a lot of people saying is this the end of Vince um and we'll kind of get into our opinions and our thoughts on that uh but pretty much as far as what the article said so your first article is talking about a uh, investigation launched by WWE's board of directors in April around the time of WrestleMania basically going into there was a $3 million hush, uh, hush pact made between Vince and a, a paralegal who they had some form of a reportedly consensual sexual arrangement. Uh, you can automatically, a lot of people, especially in the business world, oh, that's, you know, Vince cheating on his wife. Well, that's not the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time by, by any means. Um, so this arrangement sort of got started around uh 2019 uh basically discussing about how at the start she was paid i believe it was like around a hundred thousand dollar salary and then after the arrangement with vince began she started getting a lot more money um and of course that is where 
the board comes in. Uh, was this with WWE funds? Was this with Vince's own personal money? Um, you know, uh, that's kind of where the company's basis of launching this investigation really started. Um, what are your thoughts on, on some of this so far? Uh, what was surprising is just like, oh, you know, Vince is getting investigated for sexual, like, a, like a, a sexual relationship in the company. We're like, okay, well, really? And like, oh, it got settled in like February this year. I'm like, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This year, this year, this dude's 70 some years old. We just had the Me Too movement where it's like, hey, you can't do this shit anymore. And here's Vince going, ha, 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 I do whatever I want, you know, kind of thing. And like, I'm Vince McMahon. I have power. I have, you know, just, it's just, it's shocking. And then you're like, but you're not shocked at the same time because this is Vince McMahon who, if you watch during the Attitude Era, uh, during the Ruthless Aggression Era, where he was a on-character, you know, on-screen character, how he uses power with women. I mean, they had Trish Stratus barking like a dog, the way he treats Sable. I mean, like, it was there. And people were just like, ah, whatever. You know, just the way we think of women and how we treat women in the workplace back then were different. And how it is now is now like, you don't, no, you don't do this shit. Like, that's sexual harassment. You're using your power for sex. It's horrible. And in the story, Vince McMahon gave this woman to Laurenitis. As a toy, so it's like you're then then you're using this woman, degrading her to the point where you use her as a toy. Wow, wow. And what's what? Which we're not really talking about this one. We should go back. Stephanie gets fu- like Stephanie leaves the company, and Vince importantly buries her on her way out. Just says all these mean things about his own daughter. And it just so happens when this happened, this gets leaked out. Hmm. 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 I love drama with the McMahon family. It's great. But this is just what's shocking is what has come out more recently about the investigation still going on. Like this one is just a, I would say the iceberg meme. Okay. This is just the tip, bro. The tippy tip. Is this going to keep going down? Because since... James Laurinaitis is just as bad as Vince McMahon. Like, he's a yes man, kisses ass all the time. He got fired. He got put to blame. But Vince, he stepped down. He stepped down from the CEO, but he's still ahead of crea- creative, which is like, when when the new stuff came out, I believe he should not even, t- he should just walk away. It's time for you to walk away. Goodbye. Because they're, WWE is a, supposed to be for the kids. Family friendly stuff. When you have shit like this, it it, it, uh, it it really tarnishes your brand. It really tarnishes when shit like this is going on. I mean, look at Harvey Weinstein. Well, I'm not saying that Vince McMahon is Harvey Weinstein, but things are keeping leaking, and he's kind of Harvey Weinstein. So, continue. So, something before I get into the actual back to, into the article. I mean, something you really touched on. There were two points there. I mean, again. Uh, Honestly, I think that, and of course, it's it's verbiage and it's the way people kind of said it. And you know, uh, the the thing that really made me sick, uh, and again, this is something that's not surprising, is that that she was tossed to Laurenitis as a toy. Uh, again, reportedly, this has all been consensual. But again, that verbiage, especially in like such a business world, and 
that industry uh, with those people that have more power over her. Like, that's just disgusting. Uh, it makes me sick to even think about it. I mean, like, you know, like that's something I really don't uh, agree with. And I found that just purely disgusting, very much old guard, old business, old wrestling even like and and that was something that really made me upset is seeing that verbiage used again reportedly it's it was consensual uh but still when you if it was consensual i mean i would maybe phrase it another way uh you know that verbiage kind of came from a, a reported friend who had talked to people from the wall street journal about this story uh and prompted them to start investigating it so i mean if that's coming from a close friend of the woman. Uh, I have to imagine that regardless of it being consensual, there probably wasn't. Uh, then the thing you talked about with Stephanie, uh, you know, that happened about two, two months ago, I want to say month and a half, two months ago. Uh, and that was very peculiar to me. You know, it's been no secret that in the recent years, you know, Stephanie and Triple H were kind of the people we believed would take over the WWE once Vince stepped down, once Vince passed away, however he chose to 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 walk away from the company. It's especially since how well NXT was going. You were like, dude, when Vince steps down and then Triple H can do with the main roster what he's doing with these development guys, we were thinking, holy shit, like this is where it needs to go. But that's that, but that was not Vince's plan. He instead goes with a Nick Khan, who's not related to Tony Khan, but 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 a Nick Khan, which is like who you can go ahead with Nick Khan. But so uh, Nick Khan in general, just a quick little bio. I mean, he is someone who has worked adjacent, involved somewhat in the wrestling industry the last, I believe, eight to ten years. Um, he was a actual. Not not a wrestling manager, but an actual agent manager for some wrestlers outside of uh, wrestling and getting them, you know, into TV and movies and, and magazines and stuff like that. So he had that little bit of a foot inside of wrestling, but more so he was in traditional business and something that we've seen since he has came in, you know, uh, around about two years ago, around when the pandemic started. I mean, he is... I think people are beating around the bush too much by just not saying it. I mean, he's helping them get ready to sell this company. Uh, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later with this story uh, of how that relates to this. Um, but uh, again, like the Stephanie thing was weird because it's his daughter, uh, someone who even, even if you take into account Triple H failing, quote unquote, against AEW with NXT, uh, I still thought it would be it would be Stephanie and Triple H would be the ones to take over. But when Stephanie was leaving, uh, you know, the things they were saying was talking about how she did not have enough business background to run the WWE, uh, you know, and we've seen that, you know, she's on the board for FaZe Clan and like all these other different companies now. Something that, funny enough, when you think about it, that was something that Shane was actually shunned for whenever he left around 2007, 2008 is that he went out to do his own thing in business, but he's not in consideration whatsoever. Uh, the Royal Rumble killed that. Yeah. You know, he, 
he doesn't get no special birthday tweet from Vince. He just gets happy birthday, Shane. That's it. Uh, like Shawn Michaels gets the I love you. I love I you, Shawn Michaels. Shane, you're fired. You're fired. Uh, but regardless, uh, back into this first article, you know, they have eight independent directors uh, who are retaining the New York based law firm Simpson, Thatcher, and Barlett uh, to conduct the in- investigation onto the payments um pretty much the preliminary findings are seeing that vince paid with his own money so again that's like a big huge thing for why realistically why the company even cared is are you using our money because then you have your board of directors then you have your people who are invested being like are you just taking my money and just giving it to someone to let you have sex you know so a spokesperson for the WWE basically said that the company is cooperating fully with the board inquiry and that the relationship, again, with the ex-paralegal was consensual. Um, this is something where, again, this little thing with Stephanie gets very confusing because, like Josh said, when she was out the door, she was being buried. She was talked about how she wasn't good at her job. She wasn't fit to be able to run the WWE. She didn't have enough business acumen outside of the WWE to run. But uh, it was then reported <laughs> that Vince on June 17th was going to step down as the CEO and Stephanie McMahon would become the interim CEO at the time. Sweet revenge. Uh, sweet revenge. You know, uh, I of course, I don't play into conspiracy theories well, but I was loving the the jokes about how it was Triple H and Stephanie who like put this out and like put the tips out. I I don't believe that, but it's, it's, it's it would it's, it's be po- funny. It's very it's very possible because it, it it just so happened that this happens and Vince is bearing his own daughter and it's just like then this information came out. So it's just like who would know the most information about this? His family. Who probably would keep this a secret the most? His family. For some reason, Vince treats other people better than his own his own family, which is probably something where he got from his father or his you know. I mean, just the way that that relationship is. But we're I, I digress from that. I digress from that. But it's very sad to me when you're telling about the company's more worried about the money and not the fact that Vince is creating and has been creating an unsafe work environment. That's what should be more important than. How are you paying these women off? No, no, no. That's what we're talking about here? Like, we should talk about how he is using his power over young women. Like, that's what we should be focusing on, not where if he paid it out of his own money. Like, yeah, okay. It's not out of the – like, isn't the company still – like, I always picture that Vince's money is still the company's money because he started the damn thing. So it's like, what, what's what's Vince's money and what's the company's money? Like, what, what, where's that line divide? But I'm not – I don't – I don't go into stocks and the publicness of the WWE. Yeah. So just the fact that unsafe work environment. And I mean, you know, even outside of this specific case and kind of the sexual misconduct area too, uh, I mean, a lot of the WWE's business practices in some ways rightfully have hurt, uh, hurt wrestling. This is something that, Again, they had a monopoly for almost two decades after they ha- had beaten and bought WCW, where there was no real accountability. There was no real competition uh, until recently. And 
just the, the things that I saw, you know, growing up through the ruthless aggression era. I mean, this this guy is he he's a character and like you can't help but be enthralled in like the understanding, you know, obviously something that was going on was a biography <laughs> events uh by netflix which obviously got got completely dropped and uh taken off of their slate i mean the guy's interesting i mean he's a character on screen and off screen but at the same time you know uh i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm not i'm not going to sit here and i'm not gonna bow to him you know like i you know it it's something very small but when i was uh training to be a wrestler even the very first time in 2017 i had zero plans of ever wanting to be in the wwe because of how horrible everything i had heard from people i knew uh, from backstage drama like uh, and it, that only got worse <laughs> since so uh it there's so many workplace harassment uh bad workplace environment stuff within that company altogether and wrestling obviously it comes from the carnies it's a carny industry but you know you don't really see these issues in an aw uh you don't really see them in uh in select instances of an impact or a new japan or a all japan uh there's little things here and there for each of those possibly, but nothing where it's consistent, nothing where it's constant, and nothing where it is this level of bad. What well, the, well, the way I mean, the difference between how those companies treat their wrestlers is really key. Like WWE treats their wrestlers as ind independent contractors, like but they're not allowed to wrestle for other promotions. So it's just like, but they're technically not employees of the WWE, which is like it's just a reach around for not to pay them. And the fact that they keep saying, oh, budget cuts, and they keep cutting wrestlers and talent because of budget cuts, but we're getting reports from the Wall Street Journal going, they just made a billion dollars. I'm just like, okay, what what the hell is going on here? It's just like they – it seems after Austin – because this is the thing. This is, this is the reason why the WWE is still around is because of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon as the character because we wanted Stone Cold to beat the shit out of him. Well, once that's gone, once he retires by the time the ruthless aggression's over, there is no other competition, and Vince has all control, and you have John Cena come up, and he's your white meat baby face, but he doesn't get quite over like Austin did. So it's just like, why would Vince feel pressure to pay his wrestlers? Because like during the WCW era, I mean, that's why Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left because of money. He couldn't pay them. So now that's why AEW is, is bringing these competition back where wrestlers are like, we don't need you anymore. We can go somewhere else and have way more success. So now there's more pressure. The fact that they call themselves sports entertainers and not wrestlers, it's just like, I, I remember it was a story where like when, when, when Turner was in the wrestling business, he calls Vince up and goes, Hey Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince goes, well, I'm in the entertainment industry. That should be key about how he thinks about wrestling as a whole. He uses wrestling for entertainment to get money. So it's like, he doesn't, I don't even know if Vince has love for wrestling, just the way he treats his wrestlers, treats the storylines, treat, just treats the whole uh, presentation sometimes. So it's just like, he needs to go because there's people who want, pe that people love wrestling and want these wrestlers to succeed. 
and care and care about them as wrestlers where Vince doesn't. He just sees money. He sees like, are you, how are you making me money kind of thing, which is, that's what promoters used to be like. If you hear stories of, from the, from the boys <laughs> that promoters would just care about the money. Like, well, uh, I think J, uh, JR is like, uh, I think it was uh, the Cowboys that wasn't racist. Like the only money, the only color I see is green. Like, so the junkyard, the junkyard dog made him money. He's like, who cares? He's black. He made me fucking money. Green, baby. That's what they care about. Yeah. And I mean, that that's something, uh, again, you, you lightly touched on the whole sports entertainer versus pro wrestler thing. Uh, that has been a very strate- strategic rebranding that they've been doing since about probably early 2000s, I want to say, of trying to make it more brand friendly, make it not all... Oh, I don't want to Coca-Cola. We don't want to, we don't want to advertise on that wrestling program. Like, which regardless, I think is, is stupid, stupid anyways, but you know, it, it's, well, we're not wrestling We're we're sports entertainment We're we're making movies, pal, you know, uh, it, it's very strategic. And, and like you said, I mean, I think Vince promoters altogether, wrestling, boxing, MMA, any sports, any, music even like their goal is to make the most money to find those stars that will help them make the most money and i think vince is someone who very egregiously over i'd probably say the last 10 years i've really noticed it it has been more and more and 10 20 25 years ago i would say if you even look before austin they were going to go out of fucking out of business. And when Austin came in, he was the ringmaster. Mm-hmm. It took he Vince allowed Austin to develop a character and run wild with it. And it got over because he didn't write the like Vince didn't write his promos. Austin mm-hmm. did, which when Austin did that, it gave more freedom to the rock triple H, uh, D, you know, DX, John Michaels, like it blew up where mm-hmm. after Austin left, that's when you start seeing writers. You wanted to be a wrestler for you – know, you didn't see it as a WWE, but you wanted to be a wrestler, which mm-hmm. you know, I openly said multiple times in 2017, 2016, 2017, I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. How quickly I changed my mind on that I, based, on, I, based yeah. on what I've heard. I, I specifically remember you saying that to me, and I'm like, are you sure you want that? <laughs> I just wanted – I guess I just wanted to – I guess I wanted to be creative in wrestling. I thought mm-hmm. like I, I have – I guess I have the the niche sense of storytelling and stuff like that. That that it'd be fun to, I guess, be an agent. But I'm not a wrestler, so it's like, how can I tell other wrestlers, hey, do these, this, and that? Like, but I would love to be like, all right, this is my. I guess I want a fantasy book. I want to book my own sure. territory, which is fun. Booking your own territory is fun. Yeah, I mean that that's something. I mean something. Me and Dane have we have played around with the idea of putting it on a wrestling show for probably about four to five years now. And I mean, it's something where you have to find, especially nowadays, you have to find the right territory. You have to find the right wrestlers. You have to essentially be able to uh, burn money and be okay. Uh, So that obviously is a big thing that keeps it away from just being like a one-time deal, uh, Mm -hmm. one-off like segment. But... uh, (laughs) I, I don't, especially this day and age, seeing what other companies are doing in the industry, in similar industries. Like, it's so hard for me to be able to support, you know, 
Vince himself, uh, WWE altogether because of all these different things, you know, something this is very limited to this, uh, this investigation, but the Saudi Arabia situation, I oh have been completely disgusted. Uh, the very first show, uh, I still was not supportive of it because I, I just the don't agree with yeah. the, that regime. And I don't agree with the, the lies that they're spreading to get good publicity. Um, or all these rich people who get offered money to go over there for these events, to do these videos, to do these things. Uh, it's all uh, the fact propaganda. This, and, and, and you look at Shawn Michaels differently now, too, because the Saudis. Because that Saudi money brought him back to wrestling into one of the worst tag teams of all time. Here's the thing. I stopped watching the Saudi shows when The Fiend went over there and lost to Olberg. Goldberg is only around because of the goddamn Saudis. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the WWE still goes over there after the Saudis kill an American, they're still like, yeah, I'll still take that blood money. It's just, it's sickening. And we're supposed to, we're supposed to applaud WWE when women start wrestling over there. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to applaud you shit. I, I think there is, there is a, a, balance between you know accepting you know a another country progressing and then being able to also tell when it is just pr propaganda oh, saudi yeah. arabia's whole uh, vision 20 i think it's vision 2020 is the the whole thing is what it's called uh, is propaganda i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry if anyone disagrees but it it's a propaganda machine they're bringing over all these different people and these different acts and these different uh sports that are popular in america and in europe so that they can say hey we're inclusive too hey we're we have this beautiful dubai dubai it's beautiful but you know if you are a woman and you don't have your face covered death. you're basically facing death if you're gay Oh, death. death. Uh, you know, uh, again, we'll we'll get off this since it's not a super big topic. The last thing I just want to say about this is, you know, there's so many people who over the years uh, since they've started doing these shows where they go over and then they donate the the money to, you know, uh, a charity for uh, LGBTQ plus uh, or uh, for women's rights or things like that. I appreciate the support. I, I think... Obviously, it's good that that's where it's going. But the fact that you did went there to get that money, I still don't find that moral at all. Especially since they were held hostage at one point. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, trying not to get into that. <laughs> so it was like, so like, to me, uh, we're going to go to our second point. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to transition to you know what's going to happen to Vince. Why, why you don't think that nothing's going to happen to him? Here's the thing. Vince McMahon has a Donald Trump S to him where he feels like no matter what your political opinion is, right? Trump does get into legal trouble, but somehow finds a way to get out of it and, and nothing really like done to him where Vince McMahon is kind of the same, the steroid trial, same thing. There was a time where he was about to go to jail. We thought Vince McMahon going to jail didn't. Because people are loyal to him, like Hulk Hogan and shit like that. Well, Donald Trump has people who are loyal to him that won't turn on him. So it's just like, I, I think this is going to hurt Vince. It's going to hurt the sell of the company now because people are going to like, 
especially if Walt Disney wants to buy it. Walt Disney's not going to buy it now. They might as well, mm. yeah, 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 he's still in charge. I don't want, you know, no. So before I get into this, just really quick, I do want to mention that uh, recently uh, on the 8th of July, they put out another article, which did also find <laughs> another one that was reportedly $12 million. To four women. To four, four. women. Um, and again, that this was the one that Josh kind of talked on a little bit earlier. Some of them were former wrestlers. Um, you know, and, and this is something I want to make a big point of too, um, you know, because I know how the internet is. I, we all have all this technology at the base of our hands to be able to figure out all these things. Uh, something I saw when this story broke was a bunch of people doxing and finding people's information about who these women possibly could be. Don't do that. Uh, you're part of the fucking problem. Fuck off. Uh, that's doxing and swatting and all these different new age, like ways of being able to use the internet against people is disgusting. And, uh, so again, please do not do that. Uh, because if they want to talk about it or, you know, uh, that's on them. You know, A, a lot of these people have NDAs, which something I also like to bring up when I talk about something involving NDAs is if there is something illegal that occurred, it doesn't fucking matter if you signed an NDA because you yeah. broke the law. You so raped. you rape Vince. We should be attacking Vince. Why are we attacking yeah. these women when Vince is using his power to diminish these women by their value? You know, but, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, like, the fact that one of the wrestlers, he mouth-raped. I mean, like, that is fucking insane. In 2005. Okay. I mean, like, this guy's not a good guy. And we all know this. And I think a lot of his support is going away. And the fact that he has the cojones, brother, to go out there and go, Welcome to SmackDown! And... Oh, like, hey, there's so many people here just putting his face out and putting his face out for no reason to be like. And apparently there's a there's a rumor mill that when he's like, welcome to SmackDown, he goes into the gorilla position and goes, fuck him. Fuck him. Like, oh, that is so Vince McMahon right there. This, this guy is is delusional. Delusional. He thinks he is the character mm -hmm. of Vince and Kenny McMahon. And I mean, you, you have to think again, uh, you know, maybe because that situation was the same, it was the same, same day of the, the first article dropping. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, you can sit there and maybe you can say that some people just didn't have that opportunity to see it. The fact that it's wall street journal, which is a major mainstream publication, it, diminishes that possibility a lot in my eyes personally um but i mean again the fact you had people bowing to vince uh, that like marks man yeah uh i can't i just can't you know uh and okay i'm i'm not gonna go go into the the topic i was just about to but so <laughs> <laughs> back into kind of like what uh josh started to get us into is so i am on kind of the the op opposition of 
of Josh of how he believes that this is, you know, this is going to hurt Vince's is going to hurt WWE's possibility of being sold. Um, which I know with all the things I've said is probably surprising, but, uh, you know, again, you know, you talk about, you know, someone who Vince is very closely tied to, uh, the former president, Donald Trump, uh, he, they both have this cult to personality, no pun intended. Um, you know, they have this ability to do the darndest things and they just so happen to get away with it. And I, in our doc here, I mean, I just put it very bluntly is that he's white, Mm -hmm. he's rich, he's Republican, and he's a friend of Donald Trump. Uh, and also that this is pro wrestling, uh, no matter how much you rebrand it to sports entertainment, it it's pro wrestling at the end of the day. Uh, it, I feel that, and, and this is something that I think a lot of people maybe don't realize too, just with my very light n- knowledge of the actual journalism world, you always get the most eyes on that first article, which is why that was such a big bombshell. But as you come back with, you know, updates and like news stories that are related to it, you get diminishing returns. And I mean, even just this recent one with the $12 million uh, hush money pact, (laughs) there was not as many people talking about the first one than there were with this one, which this one had, you know, the first one was, oh, it was consensual. And, you know, sure, there was the connotations of the being tossed around like a toy thing, but, oh, it was all consensual, no big deal. Paid by the paid by Vince, not the company. Versus this one is, you know, like Josh said, four different women, some former wrestlers, over $12 million. million. This one, reportedly, some of them are with company money. And no one cares. Uh, it... it it makes me very unhappy. It makes me very upset that people just, oh, yeah, that's it. And, I mean, a lot of people say that this is something that, especially in this instance, oh, that's just the right, you know, that's just the, you know, the, the right of U.S. politics and things like that. Even someone on the left, uh, very progressive, the left does it too because uh, everything is not just black and white. There is shades of gray and everything. It, it, it just, you know, the, the Me Too movement happened a couple years ago. Wrestling had their own Me Too movement just a couple years ago, um, you know. And for me, I had a couple people that I knew personally that were friends that were named in that. And I dropped them completely because I have no room for that. But then, the you know, this situation, people are like, ah, it's just Vince. It's just Vince. It's no big deal. But it is a big deal, and I feel like um, if just being a if I was a company being associated with the WWE, I would back out. It's just like, like I'm not like they're supposed to put this for children, and they have these anti-bully things. Oh, we we don't like we're anti-bullies, but just like nah, Vince, you're the biggest bully of them all. James Laurinaitis is a fucking bully. All I mean, they, I mean the fact that like. There's a reason why when JR left that position, the WWE went downhill because James Laurinaitis cannot spot talent and he cannot develop talent because he is Vince's yes man. Okay. Uh, that's, that's here or there, but it's like Vince for so long was getting away with it because we allowed him to get away with it. 
We did not, as consumers, didn't give him a reason to feel like we he should just go away. So it's like it's up to us as the people to stop going to the WWE events, stop watching the shows, stop buying the merch. If you we were disgusted by this, the power of the of the of your wallet is key in America because it's all about money, especially the events. It's all about money, and the fact that I mean. Money in the Bank was supposed to be in a, in a bigger stadium. They had to move it because tickets are not moving. So, okay, all right. Like, his audience, he thinks his audience are there. It's not. And it, their average age of uh, people who are watching are in their 50s, 60s, or 70s. They're not bringing new audience in. So their audience will die away. So it's just like, hey, people, if you don't like this, if you're like, this angers you, and you're like, man, women have the right to their bodies and shouldn't be treated like toys, stop watching the WWE stop paying for it stop going to shows stop paying for the merch hey if you want to like some wrestlers you can just support them in some way i mean like uh, it's, Brandon, it's that, that that company took away those extra ways of being able to to support them directly though so that's here's the thing and those wrestlers left thing. and those wrestlers left and went to another company that would allow them to do what they want and go to other shows mm-hmm. i mean the fact that moxley's their champ but i can see him in new japan I mean, the back, Brian, Brian Danielson came to AEW because he wants to go to New Japan. Mm-hmm. And he asked the WWE, can I wrestle in Japan? They told him no. Well, so there was that whole thing where they were actually working on a, a deal with New Japan so that mostly just so that Brian could go over there. I had assumed they probably would take some New Japan guys, but Ooh. I would imagine they would instantly just bury them and then it would... Oh. Kill kill the entire partnership immediately. Um, like Okada goes but, over there and loses to Roman Reigns. Or just like, oh <laughs> god! You just you just have Okada lose within three seconds. One spear. That's it. Oh, uh, sorry, not not Roman Reigns. Goldberg. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're next, Rainmaker. Oh my god! I that's. I'm glad that we're not. We're in the the bad timeline altogether. But I'm glad we're not in that bad timeline because that mm. is. Um. But so one of the the biggest things that i really see again me and josh are kind of on those opposite spectrums is you have to also think about this uh even outside of this controversy the biggest issue you have with getting rid of vince because you know a lot of people are like okay well the investors and the board will vote him off you know they'll get rid of him the problem is so this is something that a lot of people don't know and this is not mentioned in any of the it parts of it is mentioned in uh, the last uh, most recent Wall Street Journal article, but not the full knowledge of everything. So, A, Vince McMahon has the majority shares of the WWE by a very large margin. Um, and so so you're like, okay, well, you know, they come to some deal to either buy the shares back or make him sell them, uh, or he just decides to sell them. This is, this is something that Wall Street Journal did not report that I was able to dig up and act independently find out. So Vince has a very specific, and again, Josh, since you don't really know a lot about stocks, this is probably going to be moment for you. Um, but so there is a certain level of stocks that you can do, especially in a big environment like this, where you can make it. So if you do sell your stock, they don't have the same power that it had. So, you know, Vince can sell half of his stock, but instead of being, you know, 90% voting power. Now they're 5% voting power. And Vince has substantially less stock, but he still has more power than what he just sold. 
Uh, and that's a huge, huge deal. People need to understand with this. Vince needs to leave. Vince needs to do this. The, a, the only way it's going to happen is if he does it voluntarily. It's, it's just the, the way about it. There is no way that anyone can force him out. There is no way that there can be a hostile takeover. There's very, there's one very specific clause that there's a possibility of, but again, it's highly unlikely. Um, you know, you constantly hear about all these people who are like Vince McMahon being in charge is so tied to the company's stock and it's public trading. Uh, and that's a, that's because he's the only person that's been in charge the entire time. The company has been public. That's going to happen. But you also have to realize that long term, you know, if it's a Stephanie, if it's a Triple H, if it is Disney or uh, uh, USA, uh, NBC Universal uh, buying it like there's going to be that initial shock. Yes. And for some people, that's going to be catastrophic. If if you're not <laughs> to get into meme a little bit, if you're not paper hands, you'll be fine. Uh, but if you're an actual long term investor, you'll know, OK. There's going to be this little subset, and then whoever takes over, whether it is another McMahon, whether it is an outside Nick Khan, if it's someone completely outside of left field, like it's going to take that initial shock. It's going to come back up because, again, uh, I've said it before in past lockup episodes, they're too big to fail. Uh, WWE could stop going on the road, could stop producing TV shows, could stop doing all this stuff tomorrow they would not go out of business for a very, very long time. Uh, I mean, it, even they're not on the road as much as they used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. because that was not, even costing them money too. Yeah. So they're like, well, cause there's those, those smaller cities are not, are not drawing anymore because they don't have the audience that they did at one point, even like the pandemic, like the probably the pandemic killed them the most too. Um, to me, this this Vince thing is just like Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like, "All right, time to leave." He's like, "I ain't leaving this motherfucker, dude." We always thought that the only way that Vince is never going to run WWE is when he dies. When he dies, and that's it, it comes down to the point. It's like he's never going to draw. He's never. It, this is his baby. He built the fucker, and he's to the point where like he doesn't want to give it to his kids. This is such a boomer thing to do. When it's like, dude, it's time for you to go. And they're like, "I ain't leaving." I'm doing fine. We'll do the things that I've been doing since the 80s. Because look, even recently that come out is that in the 80s, he raped a female referee too. And that referee is speaking out now that Vince raped her. Just like, okay, so just like the, the, the parallels of him and Trump is just insane. It's insane. And the fact that whatever your political views are, I'm not getting into that. But you're seeing right now with like, Trump has a lot of legal issues around him. And people are still saying, I don't see anything like him getting charged with anything, which is crazy. Here's Vince literally treating women like second-class citizens sometimes and runs still runs the business. It just, just tells you the toxicity of corporate America um, and all this other shit. And it just kind of, you feel bad for wrestling. It kind of, it, it, once again, it puts a bad light to wrestling. Look, thank God we have another outlet like AEW, like ROH coming up. Uh, TNA, I mean, Impact Wrestling is even, I would say, is even better than WWE right now. I don't even watch the fucking show. New Japan, like, it just, thank God we have this competition again. Because if we didn't, oof. I 
Vince, I want Vince to be held accountable. By all means, I want Vince to be held accountable. The big issue is I just, corporate America and wrestling industry and everything I'm seeing right now, my instinct to my gut instinct, even with this most recent article being, in my opinion, what should be and would be in any other business world industry, the death blow that either kills the company, has him immediately resign. Uh, it's, it's nothing in this situation, which is disgusting and horrible. Uh, I, uh, we've talked about all these different situations. You know, in the 80s, you had the whole thing reportedly of Vince covering up Snooka murdering his girlfriend. Uh, you know, you have the steroid trial. You have all these different examples, both behind the scenes and on screen that show you that this is the person Vince is. Oh, it's just a character. No, it's not. I, I, mean, I mean, Owen Hart died in his ring and they're like, let's keep the show going. A person mm-hmm. died and he was just like, we're going to keep going. You, you had JR and, and Lawler watching, literally staring at them take his body and move it and try to get it out of the ring. And not to mention the crowd uh, with kids and all this stuff there. And the show must go on. And, and I, if you watch that pay-per-view, you see Owen's blood the whole goddamn match because it's on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this company has never, in my eyes, been ethical, and that comes down to the the actual roots of pro wrestling. Uh, it, it's something that, again, I'm not going to get super political. I promise. But it's the same thing of America. If you sit there and you say, well, America or pro wrestling is built off of this root of bad, whatever example you want to use. If you sit there and say, no, it's not. I I can't take you seriously because it, you need to acknowledge it and then make it better. I, I think there is no issue with saying, you know, if, if you've done something controversial, you know, you see this a lot with influencers. If you do something controversial, the people who instantly deflect, say, have a lawyer come up and say, oh, we're not talking about that, are the people that get the shit on, shit on the most. It, it's the people that say, you know, uh, I did this, I messed up, I'm sorry, you know, and actually are genuine about it and try to make an actual change. That's where you see the difference. And WWE, I've never seen uh, this whole PG era previously. The take the f out the the sports entertainment industry industry. Like it's it's not been. Oh, we want to improve this. If anything, the improvements as far as like backstage not being toxic and politicky as much that comes from the wrestlers being actual fans of the sport. Uh, yeah. And being wrestlers, quite quite honestly, better people to be to be completely honest. Well, some some wrestlers. If you're JBL, if you're not if you're not JBL, you're good. Yeah. Um, the fact that the wrestlers care about their art, and that Vince doesn't give a shit about them. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, I remember, there's a documentary of Kevin Owens. It was like WWE 24 seven. Kevin Owens has run as a Universal Champion mm-hmm. uh, until WrestleMania 33. Or like after the match, him and Jericho have a good match, which the original plan was supposed to be Jericho versus Owens for the Universal title mm-hmm. in the main event, because that was the A story going around. I mean, the you know 
Chris Jericho got, you know, it over and the, the list over. And you have Kevin Owens. He's my best friend. Like, that shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, oh, God, it, it, Kevin Owens lose to Goldberg around the same fucking time The Fiend did. And I almost, I almost rage quit after that. Yeah. That was how, I was like, ooh, because I was a Kevin Owens mark, dude. And I'm still Kevin Owens mark. So after the match between Chris and Kevin, Kevin thinks that it was a good match. And I didn't think it was that bad. But the, mm-hmm. like, the Vince was like, didn't say anything. It was just a fucking asshole. He, he he asked Vince. He was, was silent at first, and good? then he asked Vince, "Is that good? was that good? Are we good?" And then Vince says, "No." And then you just see Kevin just look down, Defla- deflated. It, it you even even his like run afterwards with the universe, like United States title, where Kevin Owens is the face of the United States. You could just tell how deflated he was, and mm-hmm. I don't think honestly Kevin has ever recovered, except for the like the build up to Austin. And his friendship with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. But that shit was good. Like, for a while, Kevin, I love him with the belt because he makes the belt important. When he was an mm-hmm. IC title champ, I mean, he made that IC title important because he's like, I want it, you know? But it's, my favorite thing was when Brock, after the WrestleMania 30, 34 in, in New Orleans, like, after the match, he fucking throws the belt at Vince. Like, mm-hmm. the kinds of these wrestlers feel like they have to bow down and get an approval of a man that doesn't care about them. Cares about, like, hey, get, are you making me money? Mm-hmm. Oh, or, like, the Vince, like, if you're not a bodybuilder, you're not tall, you're not strong, he's not going to push you. It just, like, the like the, the memes of him just, like, oh, like... <laughs> Just insane. Like, this guy isn't a good guy. He's not good for the business at all. He was good for the business at one point. Mm-hmm. But his, his, his time is done. It's yeah. time for new blood because the way that wrestle, wrestling is now and the way it is, that's why, like, AEW is so good because they understand that there's not one way of wrestling. Where WWE is like, you have to wrestle this style. So it, it takes these wrestlers who have different attributes and puts them in a box and goes, you will wrestle like this. Where in AEW, you have comedy wrestling, you have luchador wrestling, you have, uh, you know, the Japanese strong style, which, you know, most people are not a fan of. But AEW will show you them all and you, you're going you're gonna to be entertained either way. Mm-hmm. Where, where WWE, is, it's very one style, very repetitive. I mean, how many times in the last year were like roll-up finishes – DQ finishes were just like, uh, like, why the fuck do we watch this damn show? Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, uh, I, I po- pointed to it a little bit there as like one of the positives of wrestling altogether, but especially the WWE locker room being that wrestlers grew up as fans. There's also a negative side of that too, especially with this. I would say probably this current generation that I'm part of and this one after me um, are really the ones where we started to question, Oh, is WWE where I really want to go? And I think the generation after me is very much in that WWE isn't where I want to go. Um, And and, and I mean, it's going to take that culture change to be able to really change things because when, when you had, WWE raid the Indies and kill completely killed the the 
English wrestling scene was planning to do the same with Mexico, with, uh, with Japan, Japan, with all these different places like India. Uh, they had that one off thing. Um, it, it's something that like as much as i loved nxt when i saw the classic the the map of triple h in front of the the nxt expansion plan with all the map of the world and where they want to put performance centers and have nxt promotions that was before aw was announced and i was sitting there saying this is not good like you know he you sit there and you look at triple h as as much as he did great with NXT in my opinion. Um, it's still owned by WWE. And if, regardless if you're like, oh, this is a territory system, it's a WWE territory system, not a real territory system. And we saw with the UK what that was going to look like, which was kill everything not WWE related. And that way we're the only thing in town. Uh, the only places they really would have struggled would be Mexico and Japan, just because they triple A and 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 New Japan is just so popular over there that mm -hmm. like and, and like why would anybody from New Japan go to the NXT performance center? Yeah, I I, I think hope I'm hoping really really hoping a lot of these guys coming up now in the indies. Uh, you know, I have a bunch of friends who are on the come up right now. Like I really hope that they do do what's right for them i mean ultimately if it is you want the publicity if you want the money go to the wwe i i don't fault the wrestlers for making that choice however for me me personally again i'm a i'm a failed wrestler so what what opinion do i have um for me i care about the art uh, i very much have i am more in love with pro wrestling than i have ever been in my entire life uh, and I respect this art so much, even with me not getting through training. I respect this sport so much that I'm not going to half-ass training uh, bullshit on some matches on the indies and, because I respect it too much. I respect, okay, I can't do this, so I'm not. I'm going to leave it to the people who can. So uh, I, I just wish the companies, uh, especially the big one, would do the same, would feel that same way. So, I mean, because you're, I wouldn't say you were called a failed wrestler. I mean, a lot of people in your position try to be a wrestler and failed who made it to the big time and fucking failed. So it's okay. But mm -hmm. there's other ways to support the cut, like support something you love. Okay. So like, I'm a big hip hop guy. Well, I can't rap worth a shit. So it's like, all right, I'm not going to pretend like I can. I'm mm -hmm. going to push the culture as much as I can and respect it where I can and call out those who are doing it for profit who are not doing it for the love of the art and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you showing your love of wrestling and and like, I guess it's like the critique is like you can't say like some some wrestler opinions like wrestling opinions are just like oh this shit's bad and not really putting healthy criticism. We're not even looking at the good side of some of the matches. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, they botched right there, but the, hey, but the finish was good. Like they did a good job. Like think as wrestlers are like as human beings and like they're in the ring trying their best to get an audience to believe that this stuff that they're doing is real. It is real. I shouldn't say mm -hmm. that. Yeah. believe that the the disbelief of like all right they're actually having a, a competitive thing going right now and i'm swept into it that's mm -hmm. the beauty of wrestling it's being so swept into the the moment that when the finish happens like for example this these you know this comes out last this comes on wednesday so last week we had you know the triple threat match at AEW for the tag team titles 
I thought going in that the Young Bucks were going to win. Mm-hmm. And the fact that midway through the match, I was just like, um, <laughs> what's going on here? To the point where Keith Lee and Str- 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 uh, Swerve Strickland win the match, I literally popped out of my seat. I was like, <laughs> whoa, and I was excited because that's what wrestling does to you, man. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's the beauty of wrestling. And WWE hasn't done that in a while. I can't – what's the last time? I mean, when Kevin Owens won the Universal title in that fatal four-way, I fucking popped because mm-hmm. was not exp- – I thought Seth was going to win. Well, you know, Triple H did help. And then I was like – and because I didn't think Kevin was going to get pushed. Holy shit, Kevin got pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seth Rollins cash-in made me pop. Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble made me pop. Like, because like these characters were not typical WWE guys where W was like, all right, here you go. Mm-hmm. It's funny how like when they do that, they become more successful. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan when he wins WrestleMania 30. Too bad that he had a concussion that really derailed his title run because his title mm-hmm. run should have been this great babyface fucking run. Same like Seth Rollins' run got cut short. I mean, these these typical guys, and the fact that WWE is now not looking at the indie scene and not trying to purge that they're going more towards the college athletes and building these people up. The issue I see with that is that they're putting them on NXT 2.0 and completely just killing all confidence because these, it's clear that these people do not know how to wrestle. They're not doing a good job developing these new people that it's just like WWE is going to kill themselves because they're not caring about the business. They mm-hmm. care about the money because they're like, hey, college athlete, you have these Instagram followers. Well, now you're going to have like WWE placed on it so we can get those. In. Like, it's just, it's smart, but yet it's just kind of like your development has to be there. Yeah. There, there's, there's places for college athletes, athletes from other sports, things like that. There is a place for those people. Uh, I think there's a lot of different people throughout the history of wrestling that have went that route and are some of the most important people in the history i hope that vince is held accountable i hope that there is major change um as far as i am aware uh i mean from what i've I've been reading from these different articles and different stuff coming out from like uh, sean ross sap and things like that regarding this as well if there is not enough evidence or big things where people are basically forcing wwe's hand to try to get rid of vince uh it's a foregone conclusion that vince is just going to step back into his role um i hope that's not the case i hope that also that he not only doesn't get to be ceo anymore chairman uh i hope he also is removed from creative uh but like 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 i said earlier with all the stock stuff and all the power like Either you're going to get into a situation where it's just impossible or, you know, it's going to be Stephanie or someone, but it's going to be Vince from the shadow saying, do this, do that, do this, do that. So I'm not very, uh, I'm a nihilist. I'm not very much, uh, I don't have enough belief in the system that anything will be done, uh, but I hope, I hope it is. Uh, nothing so far has given you, I mean, especially in the last 20 years, have given you the hope of nothing, of something does change. Yeah. Right. So I, I would say the only thing I truly want to happen is Vince no longer being controlled creative. I feel like 
that is the key because he uses his power and abuses it to other wrestlers, which is causing an unsafe work environment. He should not be in control of creative because they're losing audience. I mean, or like they're not doing well in the ratings. I mean, I think it's time for a change in creative mm-hmm. because I think you do that and the WWE like might get some more, it might come back. I mean, it might be, it might look at it differently, but do I think he's going to be taken out of his company? No, I think we're not going to see that until it gets, it gets sold. It's possible the company will buy the WWE and goes, he needs to be out. So again, guys, we do want to thank you guys for checking out the lockup. Um, if again, uh, over here on YouTube, if you want to support us by liking the video, subscribing, uh, leave a comment down below on all of this discussion. Even if you don't have something to say about the discussion, leave your favorite emoji, uh, that helps with engagement that helps us in the algorithm. Uh, the video version ex- is go ahead. I would accept, I would, I would accept some winky winky emojis, please. So yeah, there we go. Or some brothers. Uh, Let's go. Um, if if you guys want to watch the video version, we have it available here on the YouTube channel and on Spotify. Big one. Very happy about that one. You can also listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So with that said, guys, thank you guys for joining us in the ring of the lockup. We will see you next Wednesday, and we'll see you.